Hello, and welcome to an all-new episode of Men and Women Talk, the Mars Venus Show. I am one of your hosts, Kente, all the way live from Los Angeles, California, and this is episode number 158. I am joined by the wonderful, the beautiful, the talented, Shannon. How are you doing, Shannon? Light love from Key West, Florida. I'm good and good and great. How yeah, I'm great, but look at you. You all made up, done, did up, Memorial Shout Day. Um, we had makeup and mimosas. I did not have a mimosa. If my coach is watching, I had water and a salad. I, I followed the plan, ma'am. So. All right. Well, I'm glad you're here. You look wonderful as always. Thanks. And the earrings are great. I mean, your earring drawer is amazing. Man, listen, listen. That's where my money goes. Glasses and earrings these days. But how was your weekend? I know you spent time with family for Memorial Day, celebrating love, life, and liberty. Man, my weekend was amazing. It was so great to be with my my brother, his wife, their kids, their grandkids. Um, my favorite niece was there, you know, who's in the Navy. She came down from San, uh, San Diego, hung out with us, which, you know, everybody knows that's my heart right there. So it was great to see um, my, my uh, nephew's children, um, Thomas. Uh, he has a bunch of kids. He's definitely keeping the black race afloat with all of his kids. And uh, they were there, and it was so cool uh, hanging out with them, um, you know, wrestling with my, my what were they? I always get this messed up. They would be my grand, no, my great-nephews, right? Great-nephews. Great-nephews. So talk about Thomas, my future business partner. Oh, yeah, that's right. You talk to Thomas. I forgot all about that. Uh, great. Yeah, they're they're my great-nephews. So I got to wrestle with TJ. And um, and uh, a little bit with uh, Sean, and it was just really cool. We played games, and uh, my mother hadn't been out since March, early March. So it was good to take my mother up there as well. And Miosha came, of course, and uh, we just had a wonderful time. And uh, came back yesterday, so uh, it was really good just being around people, man. I, you know, and especially people you love, you know, and eating good food and talking trash and playing games and all of that kind of stuff and being corny. And my, my brother, uh, got a brand new dog, um, named Milo who, um, well, it's really his wife's dog, but, um, Milo, who's a, um, uh, a, a multi, a multi poo. I think that's what they call him. And, um, part Maltese, part poodle, whatever I put it, if you want to see what this dog looks like, it's on my Facebook. Uh, okay. Very cool dog. I know Teddy P is uh, a little jealous. Jealous! <laughs> but uh, I was hanging out with old Milo. It makes me want to get a dog. Like, I, you know, we, I've been talking about this desire to get a dog. So, uh, you know, just every time I interact with, especially a puppy, you know, it makes me want a, a, a puppy myself. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, Milo is cute. Yeah. So, but, um, all right. So, our, we have a returning champ on the show. And Return. I'm going to hand the mic over to Shannon. And I want you to introduce the show and our guest. Okay. So, I must confess for the both of us is that we said last week we wasn't going to even have a show. We was closed for the week. Um, we have an amazing summer series coming up. So, I thought we was off. Man, can't take one to text me saying, "Hey, you want to do a show?" 
I was like, fine, whatever. So this is why we are here, because I had the grand idea that we were going to celebrate new beginnings and openings and business ventures um, with, um, as can they put it, the returning champ. Um, Alan M. Newman Jr. is um, a lot of things, wears many hats. He workaholic, is a video connoisseur, topic related, black women. Um, he is a part of the Petty Patrol. Um, uh, vice president, because um, some of his friends would say they're a little more petty than him, but you know, that's negotiable. He is the creator of the Newman Hot Cakes, and I have finally called it Hot Cakes, Hot Cakes, but y'all Thank don't do it. some respect on that name. <laughs> the Newman's Hot Cakes um, just launched his website and has some merch, some merchandise, as me and my label mate would call it. And is doing some good things in the community by empowering other people to live their best life. So I was like, what better way than to promote him on a Monday um, where we are supposed to be commending, commenting, and holding our black men to the light on Monday. So um, here we are uh, to have a intimate conversation with you, Alan, about you, how you came to be, how this all came to be, and how we can you know, get some of the things that you are bringing to the universe. So, welcome. How are you? Uh, thank you. I'm doing really well. How about you guys? Great. Look, I'm oh, oh, little old chap liver me. I'm good. I, I said, how are y'all doing? Like, okay, <laughs> Shannon. Shannon, how are you doing? You look lovely today. What you look like an amazing you? black queen. The sun's kissed your skin just right this morning. How are you today? Oh, oh. Now you being cute. Okay. <laughs> this is who y'all, this is this is the real person. Y'all, y'all getting him a little facetiousness, hit with a little petty, hit with a little, okay, we tried it. Um, but yet, true lover of black women. So we are totally here for it. But I'm great. I'm glad that Kente showed up and said, let's do a show because I was really going to Glad to have you, sir. Yes. Glad to be here. Definitely appreciate so it. Good question. So I hope you are not a guy of discomfort because we about to get all up in your business. Don't worry. Don't worry. I, I, I'll, I'll keep her at bay. I appreciate that. <laughs> plural. Like we as in you and me. Mm-hmm. Like the pet parents of Teddy P. <laughs> the pet parents of Teddy P. <laughs> Hilarious. Okay, so you, you want me to start with the first question? Go ahead. Okay, so, Alan, um, tell us, um, what brought about this idea or this concept or this venture, this dream realization of Newman's hot takes? How did this come about? What was your why? Um, man, that's a, that's a long story, to be honest. Um, I would want to say it came to fruition the end of 2017, going to 2018. Um, Many people who do not know, in 2017, I had contracted a life-threatening infection called necrotizing fasciitis um, that had me in the hospital for 28 days and then had me in rehab for three months. Um, It really put things in perspective because prior to that, I really did not know what I wanted to do with my life. 2017 and back 
everything was a disaster. Everything I seemed to touch was not doing what it needed to do. Um, so when I was dealing with that rehabilitation and it just gave me time to sit and think and be like, how do I want to impact people's life? Um, too many times we have individuals who allow their past to impact how they're going to move in their present and their future. Um, and I was one of those people. Um, I started learning to utilize my past to actually push me towards my future um, and towards where I want to be in the present. Um, now, what kind of brought Newman's hot takes into fruition um, was the simple fact that I feel like we have a lot of people that talk about empowering people, but we don't really get to the nitty gritty of empowering people. We don't deal with the fact there's a lot of people who need empowerment, but they're dealing with low self-esteem. They don't think they're worth being able to be saved, or they think because of what they did in the past, no one's going to listen to them. Um, I was one of those people. I really felt like, yo, if people knew about my past, they'll be like, oh, no one's trying to listen to me. And I was like, you know what? Let me kind of start this up, drop a daily video, just motivating people, inspiring them with the quote, um, and see where it goes from there. Um, and then it kind of got a mind of its own. Um, as you know, I have my three C's, confidence, commitment, and consistency. Um, and those three things have been the focal point of Newman's Hot Takes. Um, of course, that turned into a whole people who follow my page know on Wednesdays, it's normally hump day. For me, Wednesday is Women Crush Wednesday, where I show love to my black women. Um, I actually did some research. There was a challenge that was given out in the beginning of 2018 um, that a man on Instagram wanted black men to post why they love black women. And it was supposed to be a daily challenge. Um, a lot of people started off doing it daily, then they fell off. Um, then I just started doing some extra research, just seeing what is it that is not allowing people to love our black women the way they should be loved? Why is it that we're able to love on another culture quicker than we are to love on a black woman? Um, so I started researching simple stuff, like what books are out there about black women? I found three, three, blo three books that a black man wrote about black women. And when I researched it, the books weren't even about black women. It was just about his mother and his grandmother. Um, so I was like, okay, so we're focusing on our the women that are in our life, which is good. But you have women out there, especially black women who are killing it right now, that don't get the necessary um, love and respect that they should get. Um, that's just how I feel about it, to be honest. We see too many times black women are often duplicated, but can't be imitated. Like, always, I'm often imitated, but never duplicated. You literally have people that want to be a black woman but don't want to deal with the struggle that a black woman has just like with our black men um so it caused me to kind of start looking at things on what is it about black women that make them so special um what about what is it about black women that intimidate some people um what is it about black women that makes you as an individual want to push harder um and i just started doing that um i started noticing how people really started um gravitating towards that message because um, one thing we know for a fact is in society, um, you can hear more negative than you hear positive. Whether, whether it's a black man or a black woman, you'll hear, first thing you hear is black women are too angry and black women are this and black women are that. And I look at it just as the opposite. It's not that black women are angry, black women are, are passionate, just like black men are passionate. Um, people have to understand that words have power. Um, you have to know how you spin your words. Because it's easy. If I say black women are angry, every time I see a black woman excited or something, I'm like, oh my gosh, she's quick to be emotional. But when I say a black woman is passionate, you understand she's passionate about what she's doing. She's passionate about her life. She's passionate about the goals that she wants to um, reach. 
um, whether it's her circle, her family, anything like that. So that's kind of what got everything started uh, for Newman's Hot Takes. Um, of course, Shannon knows I have a book in the last few editing, editing phases called Black Women and Why I Love Them. Um, and it literally is a book, not a long book, but it's just a book that is geared towards Black women and letting them know why they're loved, why they're appreciated from my perspective. Um, and like Shannon- I'll, 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 I'll cross that question. Ask you about the book, so keep talking. Oh, okay. So, um, my bad. You should you should stop stop me if I'm going ahead of your questions. Um, so basically, Newman Hot Takes, um, the book on Black women and why I love them. It's literally just my experience with multiple Black women, just not with my mom and just not with my sister. Um, it's a lot of it like based on observation and interactions with female friends I have and female associates I have. You don't realize there is a lot of things we take for granted about Black women until it's no longer there. Um, that's why it's very interesting that when you guys were talking earlier about black men feeling secure and having a space to speak, one thing I've noticed is when you when you deal with a black woman who's been treated fairly and been treated right, um, those are the ones that can give you that safe space. Um, those are the ones that can be open with you and not have an issue. Um, it's a matter of being open to communication because one thing I do notice that sometimes being as a black man, because I have to check myself sometimes, we're hard-headed when it comes to talking to our black women and having an actual open-minded conversation. Um, we're not always right. They're not always right. Um, that's why you create dialogue. That's why you have to sit there um, and figure out the ebbs and flows of each other. Um, and you have to protect each other. Um, if she doesn't feel protected, she's not going to be willing to be vulnerable and vice versa. One thing I tell people, black women protect black men more than people want to give them credit for. We want to complain and say that black women are this and black women are that. But from my experience, when a black woman has your back, she has your back. Whether you're a friend, foe, she has your back. She has your back until you screw it up. And if we, if we be honest, majority of us have screwed it up and that's why they don't have your back. And even when they screw up, they still have our back. And that says a lot about the, black, the way black women are passionate about us, the way black men are extremely loyal. Um, I, I forgot this individual, um, it caused an uproar last year. Um, I think he was an R&B singer and he married a Hispanic woman. And he did a post up saying, no one's more loyal than a Hispanic woman and this and that and this and that. And like, it's, it was like a big uproar. I can't think of the guy's name. Um, and it made me sit and think, like, how bad were you hurt that you feel like you have to tear down a black woman to boost up somebody else? Because um, you can have a preference, but I feel like when it comes to us as black men, we don't realize, some realize, some don't realize, we literally are tearing our black women down by trying to boost another culture, uh, a culture that really don't care about you, if we be honest. Um, people don't want to be truthful, but during this quarantine, I've noticed a lot of people fetishize black men and women. Because uh -uh. I'll be on social media a lot. Um, like Shannon knows, I have a TikTok account. I have Instagram, I have Facebook. And TikTok opened my eyes. Like, there's a lot of people that they don't really care for the skin. They they don't care for your skin. They care for what it brings to the table for them. Um, and that's where Blacks have to be um, committed and connected with each other um, and be on the same page. So that's kind of what brought up Newman's Hot Takes and kind of the inspiration behind that and the book and the website. I take hot takes. And TikTok, whatever. I tick, I tick and I talk. Don't hate. I mean, you do. <laughs> well, thank you for all of that information.
Yeah. Okay, so um, of course you made mention of this book um, about black women, and black women, and why you love them. Um, and you made mention of not just being about your mother and your sister, um, but about multiple facets of different relationships, platonic, romantic, or otherwise. Um, who is your greatest inspiration in um, black women? You already know the answer. Better do us justice. But who is your greatest inspiration? My greatest inspiration is Martha Davis Newman. My mother is my greatest inspiration. I tell a lot of people um, when people talk about, oh, how they want their man to treat them or what example that they have, I tell a lot of people that who I marry is literally going to get spoiled because of the way my mom raised me up when it comes to dealing with black women. People don't understand that you need to have a well-balanced woman in your life to help you when it comes into the relationship realm. Um, I look at how people struggle about, oh my gosh, should I do this in a relationship? Should I not do this in a relationship? And literally, I didn't date my mom, but she was my project from the first time I started working when I was 15. Um, I tell a lot of people, when I got my check, I made sure her nails were done. I made sure I took her out to eat. Like I did the little things because she always said, I'm preparing you for when you get to your wife. Because when you get to your wife, it won't be a problem at all for you to treat her the same way you treat her. Um, she's been my biggest inspiration because I tell everybody she is the most singlest married woman that I know. Um, she has no problem stepping out on her own and still respecting the man that she's married to. She's not intimidated and she doesn't allow being married to keep her from being who she believes she is destined and meant to be. Um, and I think a lot of people lose themselves when they get married and feel like it's just them and their spouse and their kids and no more. And that's that's it. Life is set. Now, if someone wants to think that way, that's fine. But she has shown me that, hey, a marriage is a partnership. You're there to build together. You're there to build a legacy together. You're there to build an empire together. Um, and teamwork is the biggest factor you need for. So my biggest inspiration is my mom, without a doubt, without a shadow of a doubt. She drives me crazy, but that's my, that's my inspiration. Um, I can echo those sentiments about my mother, but uh, she is here, so uh, I don't want her to uh, come through. I don't want to get beat up on uh, on air, but uh, <laughs> but um, you said something that's really awesome about empire building, and anyone who knows me, that's something I talk about a lot is I really believe obviously love is is the most important factor in in getting married or settling down or whatnot but you want that person to to build your empire with and I want you to kind of talk a little bit more about that mentality of empire building with your mate okay so when I look at empire building and I know a lot of people have a lot of discussions like I don't want to have struggle love which I'm I totally agree with that you should not get in a relationship and y'all both struggling she can't pay her rent I can't pay my rent yeah we get together we about to be a disaster that that's just no um but when it comes to your empire people don't realize when you connect with somebody you need to make sure it's something that can be long term and not just long term for you but for your generation your generation after the generation after that um, people don't realize I've heard people complain and say oh my god he doesn't make X amount of dollars okay how much you make oh I made such and such okay if you put that together you guys make six figures I don't understand what the problem is um, sometimes we allow social media to dictate what a legacy is um, I, 
and I don't hate on Cardi, but I remember when Cardi first hit up and Offset was showing up, everyone wanted Cardi B and Offset's relationship. And I would tell people, like, why would you want that relationship? Because it's not built on trust. Um, it's easy to love on somebody or fake like you love on somebody when you got money. Because, you know, we throw money at everything to fix a problem. Um, but if you don't have that money, how you got to fix that problem? Um, money doesn't solve everything, especially when you're not even getting to know the person. Because if you're dating, I should already have a plan of what I want. This is what I'm expecting out of my relationship. This is what I want to do when I get married. What do you want out of it? Um, I think the reason why so many people's legacy and commitment in marriage is being affected is not many people are having those conversations when they are dating. Um, literally, I look at you and I'm, oh, she got a nice butt. Yeah, I want to talk to her. Let me holler at you real quick because your shape is fine. Then you realize there's nothing up here. You see Atlas and then there's nothing up there in his head. But you sit there, oh, but he cute though. Okay, what, what else is that going to do? Nothing. And then don't, okay, his sex is good. All right, so you get six seconds of being pleased. What you going to do after that? Six seconds. I'm six saying, seconds. Some people got six, some people got five, some people got 30. But at the end of the day, what, what is that going to do? Um, <laughs> I see CD say six seconds. I'm just saying, I don't know people struggle. But if you're basing it based on sex, that's not always guaranteed. Um, Wait a minute, y'all sleeping? Six seconds is long. Do you want to get? Do you want to get punched for six seconds? No. So you can make an impact in six seconds. Don't sleep on six seconds. I mean, clutches imaginary pearls. Okay. <laughs> Negative. I'm just saying sometimes we're so superficial with what we look at as building a legacy. Absolutely. Um, right. some, some people just look at, yeah, if I got the money, I can do this. But le- how many celebrities have the money and they still struggle? struggle. They're cheating. They're not happy. But they're just together to be together to just make it seem like it works. Because we like to have the mirage of um, being happy. Mm-hmm. Um, good example. How many? Look at how many people sitting there trying to get out their house right now because they don't want to be around their spouse because they've been stuck with them for the past two months. Oh my god! They don't want to be around their kids because they've been stuck with their kids around the past the past two months. It, it's really telling because this is how I look at it. Mm-hmm. If I'm busy working consistently, and then this quarantine came down, and it done caused a massive shutdown, and I rarely got chance a chance to spend time with my wife and my kids. I will be utilizing this quarantine to spend time with my wife and my kids, not the opposite. You have people who want out of their houses and don't want to be around their family. Like, I, I can't be around them. And that that's a problem. How can you not be around somebody that you love, especially if you don't have the time that you would want to have if the quarantine wasn't out? Do you know that there's a high percentage of professional athletes that get divorced after their playing days are over? Because... Yep. When they're playing, they're out doing their thing and, you know, they're hardly at home. And then now they're retired. They're home all the time. And then they realize, you know, uh, I don't necessarily like being around the person that I married, you know. So um, so then you can tack that on to COVID. Right. It's like when you're working a lot, doing a lot of stuff and now you have to actually be with your partner. Now, I, I always they always jump on me when I say this. I always say, like, a good quality to have in a mate is someone that you can um, that you could be boring with, you know, like you don't have to go to Paris to have a good time that you can actually spend time just kicking it in, in the crib and you guys would have a good time just being with each other. Not to say 
not to say that you wouldn't do all that other stuff, fun stuff, but if you can't enjoy just a, an evening with your mate, you know, where it's just too much or something like that, then, you know, that's that's not a good thing. So it's, exactly. it says you have to be happy with yourself. First, got the, I'm not mistaken, Dwayne Wade went through counseling to prepare himself for retirement because it's true. A lot of athletes hit retirement and don't know what to do with their life. Their family don't know what to do with you because I spend probably half the year not seeing your face. Oh, military too. And now you're in this house and you're trying to be daddy and I'm looking at you like, what What? What do you want? Like, Boogie and Regina Hall in the movie Paid in Full, yeah. And he said military is the same way, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, military. Yeah, I remember there was this guy, he was in, um, he was a, uh, not Delta Force, but uh, what's the what's the other ones? The uh, they're like Delta Force. They're like Rangers or whatever. Um, and this guy talked about he had done that for years, and then he finally got medically discharged because he, I mean, this guy. If you heard him talk about his um, medical problems, you would cry, right? And um, he just said that it was so hard adjusting to not being in, you know, to not being your life constantly in danger and all of that kind of stuff. And then to live a normal life with his wife and his kids, he had to learn how to love being with his family, you know, like he had to literally learn how to love being with his family, you know, cause he, he wanted to, to deploy again. Like he loved it. He loved deploying, you know? So yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Not green beret. It's a, what was it? They call it buds when they do the, um, they, you got to go through this thing called buds or whatever. But anyway, uh, those oh, okay. people, I think it's a range, maybe Ranger. I can't remember, but, but anyway, I digress. Um, now I think it's wonderful. And what's up, dead Brooklyn D Olaf, um, also Maya and, uh, righteous heart. And then we got a bunch of people in the, uh, Facebook chat. Uh, let us know who you are. Uh, And I see Tasha is here, uh, lurking around. Um, uh, I think it's pretty great what you're doing, man, because, one thing is one thing is the thing that the stuff that you do I, I see it all the time is very positive and uplifting and to be honest with you i know a lot of people who create content in social media who are not dark people not really but they feel like the only way that they're going to make some sort of impact is to be dark and i love the fact that you that's not your thing you make an impact and it's being a hundred percent positive and uh yeah navy seal thank you it was he's a navy uh, seal okay. okay i don't know why i blanked on that but um so um was that conscious to present like you know positivity and also um was there any fear of maybe being so positive that maybe you wouldn't reach people because you know this Cause there's this thing where you got to be kind of dark and edgy and say crazy stuff. Right. Um, actually, yes. Um, I would be lying every day. And if this throws people off every day, when I know I'm about to drop a quote or when I'm about to drop a video, I am, I am scared that it may sound too positive. Um, cause one thing, if you look out in society now, what gets a better response, positivity or negativity? Mm-hmm. Everyone wants to hear a bad story. Everyone, as much as people want to complain about it, even the people that complain about a bad story, they complain about the bad story to have a conversation. Um, for me, I've always been happy-go-lucky. Do I have a dark side? I do. Uh, but it's not something that I try and entertain. 
um, because life is too short for me to be negative uh, 24-7. Um, and I think a lot of people have to understand that. Granted, like I said, because of what happened to me in 2017, I think that kind of flipped the switch on how I look at look at things. But yeah, without a doubt, when I first started, my biggest fear was like, is this even gonna pick it up? I was, cause one thing, you know, everyone's always creating a platform and they go good for like a couple of weeks, a couple of months, and then they fall off cause they don't have motivation. Um, they don't feel like they're reaching everybody. Um, that's where it comes into being consistently committed to what you know and believe that you're there. Um, one thing I've learned, a lot of people watch your stuff and they're not they're not gonna tell you they watch their stuff, they watch your stuff. Um, but I noticed when I would take social media breaks, people would be like, oh, is everything okay? I didn't see your video, I didn't see a post. So that let me know right there that what I was posting was in, impacting people's lives. Um, we're, we're so used to people glamorizing the newest thing that if we feel like we're not the one being glamorized like that we fail um and that's not actually the case there's some people i look at kevin on stage he's a good example kevin on stage was dropping lame jokes for years on twitter and everything and nobody gave him the time of day nobody looked his way nothing the next thing you know it seemed like overnight boom he popped up and everyone's like where where did he come from and sometimes it's like that all it takes is that one impact you have for you to be put on a uh, bigger stage. Um, but I also know it's just something you have to keep um, keep pressing and keep hitting on that door. Because um, the way I look at it, if I can impact one Black woman's life with my positivity, if I can impact one Black man's life with my positivity, I've done my job. Because if I can impact that one person's life, they can impact somebody else's life, and the circle will go on and go on and go on and continue. Um, sometimes the hardest, sometimes the hardest route is the one you have to take to get the results you need and shout out to lame joke writers put it on a shirt or I'm gonna steal it <laughs> what happened I said put it on a shirt or I'm gonna steal it <laughs> nah uh huh don't be taking myself <laughs> and oh by the way this show is brought to you by five guys <laughs> You would think, right? <laughs> I, I love how like she's making sure we see that it's five guys. She's like, she does it slow too. She's like, it's like I can ensure I get thirty-two ounces of water. <laughs> yeah, but uh, don't judge. Don't judge. Actually, this episode is sponsored by the Packable Travel. <laughs> Wow. Who are ready to go on your next trip? Okay, next question. So, since you have such an affinity of love for Black women, um, you promote them, um, and we live in a world where people tend to promote things, and they may not necessarily apply them. So, we have questions in sequence. So, what is your current status in life? Are you dating, mating, single? And if you're single, what are you looking for in that woman? Um, so all the women out there watching can take notes and you get a whole bunch of fan mail. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am single. Talking single, but single. Um, what do I look for in a woman? Um, it's actually not that hard like 
my background is a faith background. So being a PK, the first thing is she definitely has to be faith, have faith. Faith. I don't think people realize that the best thing in their corner is a praying black woman. I don't know if you guys have any of those, but when you have praying black women behind you, you can pretty much do anything that needs to be done. Um, I honestly want someone who's loyal, secure in herself, um, independent, but also is willing to be dependent on me when it needs to be done. Um, sometimes we chastise women for being independent, and that's not a bad thing. Um, Pray, Kitsay, pray. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Someone who is, I know everyone always says, oh, they have to be educated. Um, Someone who is educated. Um, But I'm not looking for someone who's like, oh, my gosh, she has a PhD and whatever. Um, Because you have some people in PhDs and they're kind of horrible at certain stuff. Um, But I want want someone who is loyal, um, adaptive able to adapt to any situation. Adaptability, I think, is very important in relationships, um, especially when you are trying to create certain endeavors because there's going to be times where you're going to be placed in uncomfortable situations that you need to be able to adapt to. Um, Someone who is family-oriented, I know I am one of two, but I love families. Um, That's a big part of my heart, so I definitely want to be able to spend time with her family and get laughs in. Um, someone who is an avid reader, someone who can think out of the box, um, someone who is consistently looking for new knowledge to apply to their life. Um, I'll put it like that. I feel like the mundane stuff we say is like, oh my God, I hope her favorite color is purple and I hope she likes to go skating and I hope she likes to sing. I feel like that's all like redundant questions that we always look for. Um, I'm at the point now at being 35, I need deeper, deeper levels of understanding with her. I need to understand like how you think, how you're white. Um, if we're in tough times and God forbid that happens, knock on wood, are you going to run or are you going to stay? Are you going to stick with me or are you going to talk about me? Uh, are you going to be willing to trust my judgment but also be willing to be secure enough to tell me where I'm going on the wrong wrong path. Um, too many times we look at, oh, well, this person needs to make the decisions and we forget that it's a team, it's a teamwork um, progression that we're trying to do. So hopefully that kind of tells you guys what I'm looking for. Um, I don't really give it that much thought. Oh, and um, I, I just remembered. Um, she gotta be thick. I'm sorry. I love all my black women, but I do love some shape. So yes, I just, you know, be a little thick. That's all I got. Well And I like my chocolate in human form. You preface it's not that it's not that difficult. It's not it's not that much. You just gave us a thesis, sir. <laughs> First of all So women, please take note. First of all, a 850 credit score of intelligence you are omitted if your shape looks like dangerous curves you got to go sit down somewhere and eat a couple of more plates what? that is not what I said don't, don't you spit that like that don't, don't do that Wait, for... I kid I kid I kid I kid mm-hmm. first of all though I want to see this pumpkin patch where this girl's coming from 
<laughs> she like, sounds amazing though for real though like man hey when you hey when you hey when you pull her out of that pumpkin patch because sometimes we make people feel like if they don't have it mm-hmm. something's wrong with them you can actually develop that once you start dating a person too because sometimes people don't realize if if I'm an avid reader and you're not and we start dating we rub off on each other so sometimes and this happens in any relationships even relationships you leave when you leave a relationship there's pieces from that relationship that you carry with you into the next relationship and you don't realize it. so it's not always it's not always about well she has to already have it she may just need that push just like i may need that push um to go in that direction and nothing's wrong with that nothing's wrong with kind of Hey, we should do this, and then that becomes a part of your life. I mean, look look at how couples um, become vegans and stuff. They get with somebody who was a vegan, and they probably was like, ah, I don't really want to do it, and they get pushed onto it. And next thing you know, they've been married for ten years, and hubby hasn't had meat since he he known her. So, yeah. Hey, it's a good thing Ryan is not here because if you uh, if you not plant based, boy, he's like, get up out of here, like. I just picture him, his woman, if she even pick, puts up, pick up some bacon, just slapping it out of rain. <laughs> wow. <laughs> love, love Ryan, but Ryan is a Nazi when it comes to that. <laughs> but um, no, I think that's really cool. You know, um, I think a thing that we don't look, look at as well is, especially as, as guys, is you want a, someone who can be a proxy for you. Because God forbid you're incapacitated and something's not going right. You want somebody who can step in there and run the show while you get yourself together, you know. And I think people don't put a lot of um, uh, they don't put a lot into that, you know, and it's very important, man. You want we really want to when you pick out a mate, you really want a mate that compliments you. You compliment them and that you you can bring something to them that's positive and vice versa. You know, it's not a small thing. So, you know, like, I mean, people will pick out their car with much more diligence. <laughs> people will pick out, you know, uh, you know, they're, uh, 30, 30, 60 days trying to figure out that one right car they want. And they'll mm-hmm. spend like 24 hours on that one person. That's the one. I, you know, I know a dude, I I know a dude who spent forever finding the right refrigerator to go in his his new kitchen. You know what I'm saying? And then just he just see a woman, just be like you. <laughs> I like your shape. Come here, woman. Right. Yeah, we're, we're not compatible. So it's crazy. You have to take. We're such in a microwave age where we're looking for that instant gratification that we forget. You got to take the time when you're looking for that right person in your life to mesh with you and and i mean some i think sometimes we're under this false pretense that as soon as we see one that's going to work out that's that doesn't always work out that way um it's trial and error and nothing's wrong with that nothing's wrong with you getting in a relationship with somebody and it didn't work Mm -hmm. um sometimes we look at if a relationship fails oh my god it's horrible you guys just refuse to work together maybe we just didn't blend well we tried and just didn't work um, I would rather try and then realize it doesn't work than to sit there. Because now a lot of people are just like, screw it. I'm going to sit here and I'm going to date 15 different people. And whichever one it sticks to, fine. Um, 
And that and that can be problematic because when you're dealing with 15 different people, you're dealing with 15 different expectations that you got to deal with on a daily basis. Now, can, can I ask a question? I know you don't have all the answers. None of us do. But maybe you can help. So let's say a brother's out there. Good dude, right? Good guy, handsome dude, smart, hardworking, all of that kind of stuff. And he just wants him a nice sister to, you know, to build his empire with. And let's say he's having a hard time finding uh, said woman. What do you think are some good places to start as far as your search? Are you uh, uh, online dating, the church, um, you know, the beach, even though the beach is just reopened? Church? Um, you know what? I'm not really an online dating person, can say, but what I've realized when you transverse through social media, people do catch your eye. Um, I've had individuals that have jumped in my inbox because of a post they saw in a group chat, and they was like, "Hey, just want to know, see where I vibe it." Um, I. I think if it works, it works. I think the only issue I have with the online dating is there's a lot of them have a huge gap between when they actually meet up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that could be problematic. I've told Shannon that I feel like when this quarantine is really done done, there's about to be a lot of men and women in their feelings because they've been getting entertained with for the past three months. And now that they're able to get out, they about to forget about you. Yep. Uh, the church is definitely the church is definitely iffy, um, especially as a man, because for some reason, a lot of our ladies and I'm not saying this isn't legit, but a lot of ladies feel like men that are in churches are intimidated by them because of their roles in church or whatever. For me, I'm not. But that could be because both my, my parents are pastors. So I'm, I'm used to the role that my mom has. I'm used to being around women in ministry. So it's not going to bother me if you're a preacher or whatever. I, I ain't asked you to preach to me. I'm trying to see if you want to be vague. That's that's what I'm here for. Um, but I also know the churches are are kind of messy when it comes to dating because, you know, if you show up with that girl and it don't last after two weeks, they're going to be talking about, oh, my God, what happened to sister so-and-so that was with you? And so, like, that can definitely be pretty, pretty um, complicated. Um, you know, but I mean... Can, can I insert something real quick? I don't know, though, about if as a man dating a woman who's in the ministry, because, you know, you don't want to be like taking her out to some restaurant and on the first date. And she's like, you know, the wages of sin is death. <laughs> but the gift of God is. And you're like, uh, what, 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 what we get? <laughs> are a lot of saints that are laid laid back. Now, I will say, and I've actually said this to female friends that are in churches, I do feel like sometimes we try and be too churchy on a date. I'm not dating you in the church. I'm dating you. Um, now, it's different if there's certain things you're not going to do during a date. That's fine. But I'm trying to get to know you. Now, church is a part of your life. That's cool. I'm totally cool with that. Just don't make church. One thing I learned from my dad as a pastor is your family is your priority. 
Yes, right. the church is a priority, but don't forget your family. Sometimes people start dating and you're thinking about what the person is. Oh, I'm in church. So what the what is this person going to be able to add to my worth for my church? I'm over such and such. What can this person do to help me with that? And sometimes not everybody is called to do anything in the ministry. Some people just want to be a pew person. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Um, at the end of the day, you happy, you happy. I just feel like sometimes Christians make it a lot more complicated than it actually can you, um, especially, especially all these I'm waiting on my Boaz and I'm not going nowhere because the Bible says he that findeth the man, findeth, he that findeth the woman findeth the good thing, I'm going to stay locked up in my house and he's going to break down the door and find me. okay can, can, if you guys if you guys are the same denomination at some point do you feel like if your relationship's going to the next level you guys have to go to the same church or do you feel like it doesn't matter ooh, ooh. that's a good ooh. question Ooh, that's a good question. Can we answer? <laughs> good question. Uh, back today, I would have said you need to go to the same church. Mm-hmm. I would have said now. No, D, he can't find you in your house because you won't. <laughs> <laughs> because of breaking and entering. No, he's not going to find you in the house. Right. Uh huh. I don't think you have to go to the same church. Um, I actually have a friend who him and his wife don't go to the same church, but the way they split it up is because they have three kids. She goes to her morning service at her church. He goes to his morning service at his church. But the second service, they actually will go to that person's church. So they kind of found a way to kind of split it. Mm. Um, but I don't think you have to go to the same church. I think the reason why a lot of people say you should is because they feel like if the the word or wisdom that's being given out may be different, it may clash, and that can become problematic. Mm. Um, I feel like if you if you are willing to sit down at the table and communicate about it um, and talk about what well, this is what I got out of my pastor, what he said, what did you get out of your pastor, and then let's put it together. Um, and then it, I'm learning there's a lot of single ladies who are committed to their church that like I have a real good friend of mine she's like she gets married he has to come to her church no ifs ands buts about it she was like he has to come um, and it's very interesting now because it used to be well just because I marry him doesn't mean I have to go to his church but I'm starting to realize a lot of women now are putting an onus on men like if you marry me you gotta go to my church so a lot of stuff are starting to be flipped like things that used to make have women get upset like you can't control me, you can't tell me where to go. Da, 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 da. And now I'm like, well, if you're gonna marry me, you gotta go to my church. You got you got no say in it. I'm saying wow. this. If I'm going to church every Sunday, me and my wife gotta go to the same church. And nothing's wrong with that. Yeah. I agree with that. My choo- my choosing, of course. The naked church. <laughs> what if, okay, well here's a question then, mm-hmm. since you say that. Let's say you're a pew saint. Mm-hmm. And she's like has a major role in her church, like major role. Like mm-hmm. he's like probably the assistant pastor or something like that. Like on a big role where she's a big asset to that church. Right. How would you have that? Well, I, I would hope that her church would give her a good go on way party. <laughs> so that... <laughs> no, I, I'm I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, if, if she's really that big into her church, then I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Uh, you know, and I'm just going to church. 
and she's like really big in the church. No, nah, I wouldn't do that. That's wrong. I need to find the scripture. Maya said, mm-hmm. I know biblically the wife is supposed to follow her husband. That's right, Maya. I, see, I like that. What scripture is that? I was just about to say, what, what scripture is that? That's in 3 Timothy. Uh, not just playing. <laughs> absolutely right. 3 Timothy. Uh, we about to find out. Yeah. That's right. Y'all supposed to go to our church. Okay, so I think that's that's a good um that's a that's a whole nother that's a show right in and of itself like because you know everyone who knows Mars and Venus know we talk about relationships and that especially for the Christian is those are those type of questions are deal breakers for some people mm-hmm. it's like oh no we can't go we can't worship in different churches we can't you you know you can't be a pew person we got to be a ministry together. Like, do you pray? How do you pray? I, I know a minister, his wife doesn't even go to his church. And I'm like, that's to me, I, maybe I'm wrong for this, but I kind of have to look at the pastor's side eye if he can't get his wife to go to his church. Well, my, my uncle is a minister. He's not the he's not the senior pastor. He is a minister in the pulpit. His wife don't go to our. I, I, that's okay, but if you're the pastor, the senior pastor, and your wife is like, "Nah, I'd rather go to somebody else's church," <laughs> that's kind of a reflection, though. I'm sorry, like you gotta. I mean, you know what's making it so different now, Kente, mm-hmm. is our generation. We're so free with everything now, and we challenge everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just challenge everything just to challenge everything. Like I said, I'm actually in a Christian-based group. Mm-hmm. And this question was asked. And the lady said that he has to come to my church. No, no. They literally was like, the reason why is because this is the church that I came up under. And my question then was like, okay, well, what about the church he came up under? Yeah. That's a good so, so, so if Idris Elba was like, uh, he was like, "No, you got to go to my church." She's gonna tell oh, him. Oh, they no. go to Idris. Right, right. But we talking about us regular, as regular people. Like, yo, Idris, they gonna go without an issue. Like, they gonna be going real quick. Like, when we flying out now, let's go. Yeah. Um, Bye, you guys at the church. You're like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, peace, peace. Um, I think it's 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 an it's a big question. I mean, and it's actually funny because our family had this conversation because my sister is actually going to be taking over our church. Oh, okay. And, and my dad had made it very known that whoever marries her is coming to our church. I'm just like, Ooh, okay, y'all have that discussion. Let's see how that goes. Like, so I mean, there's a lot because there's actually I don't think people realize because in my book I touch on it. There's a lot of women who are becoming pastors and are taking over their father's church. Um, and that changed the dynamic. The, the bishop that we're under, he just retired, and his his oldest daughter took over the church. Am uh, I, the difference is she's single. Am, but there's a, there's a lot of women that are taking over their father's churches now. Am I wrong for this? But I couldn't be the first dude. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it, man. I couldn't be. What I'm supposed to sit in the pews with a big hat on? I couldn't do it, man. I couldn't do it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I couldn't. I when she gets to the end of the, her sermon, she's like, "Oh, look at the the first dude over there. Any lovely?" No, it's gonna be before her sermon because what she's gonna do is 
I want to give honor to God and I want to give honor to my husband who is my helpmate. And da, 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 da. She's going to lay it on thick because that's what the pastors do. My dad lay it on thick. He gets up there. I want to give honor to my lovely wife. I love her with my whole pancreas, my liver, all of that. My dad throws it on thick. You're right. So you're going to get that before they start speaking. And so oh, everyone's no, man. Look at the first pastor. What, what would they call you? The first? Because it's first lady, so first gentleman? First gentleman? Like, and I'm supposed to sit there with the big hat on and stand up, stand up and be like, <laughs> I couldn't do it. I, I, y'all can say I'm sexist. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I'd be like, you could be a minister, but you can't be pastor, baby. <laughs> it's a thing you have to look at we do have a lot of women pastors we do have a lot of women that are in like leadership <laughs> roles um some men like it some men don't i feel like if you don't like it you just need to keep yourself <laughs> in that situation like if you don't want to be like if you don't want to be the first guy stay away from first ladies <laughs> just like just leave them alone all together so i mean it's definitely something you have to talk about and like like i have to call up tracy I, I, I have to call up her friend Tracy, who was the first lady for years. I'd be like, so what do I do? <laughs> she got to counsel me through my first dude <laughs> responsibilities. My friend Tracy into this conversation. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, oh, no, God. I couldn't I'm do so it. Y'all can, say, uh, I, I, can say I'm sexist all you want. All right. Sorry. I mean, you know what, Kente, though? I mean, the Saints, I mean, the Saints be loving on the first ladies, so I'm pretty sure that you the first dude. I mean, it make it can become problematic because your <laughs> wife will be looking like, "Yo, y'all need to stay out of his face." But I mean, <laughs> but I mean, you'll probably get babied and taken care of. Man, and we'll say it from the pulpit, giving honor to God who is the head of my life. Let me go and get the human side out the way. If y'all leave my husband alone, <laughs> you know what? I, look, she could be like a, a politician. She could like my wife could be a politician. She could be a, like a, a superstar. All of that. I I would I I don't have a problem, but I couldn't be the the first dude ever church though. It's Why like, though? Like, I don't know, what, man. It just what? it just seemed like it's too effeminate. Could you be the first dude of these United States? I don't know if I could do that. I don't I don't think I could. I couldn't be the first dude, and my wife's the president. You've got some issues. We don't have I could, but look, anything else she could be. You know what, though? I can understand that because think about it like this. Let's say you're the first dude, mm-hmm. and somebody trying to be real disrespectful to your wife. Right. You about to come out of pocket. Right. Right, and it, you just think if I'm the first dude, the first sister to become president, and I mess it up because of my, you know, because I couldn't chill, you know. <laughs> Like you'd have yeah, messed it up no, for this. For real, like, think about, look how okay, look how President Obama and other presidents in the uh-huh. past have gotten chewed up in the newspaper, right? And right. reporters ask sideways questions, right? Sports. Like I gotta give Bill Clinton, Bill Clinton props because when they were throwing all them shots at Hillary, nah, we about to handle this right now. There's some bodies about to start popping up. Y'all want to talk <laughs> slick at the mouth? Like that's a legit thing because when you think about it, if you're doing the roles correctly, you are her protector. Right. You are her go-to. I ain't about to let you sit here. He said, what in the newspaper? Yeah, let me go call this dude real quick. Let's talk. Let's have a talk. <laughs> no, no. Lakesh, what's up, Lakesh? <laughs> See, I was trying to avoid... I was trying to avoid... <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> That's why I was... I, 
actually low key feel bad about it. Not really, but uh, you know. But like I said, she could be a um, a, a, a neurosurgeon. She could be, you know, whatever. It's just like those two positions. I couldn't be the dude just standing in the corner, you know. Like she could be a senator. You technically, aren't standing in the corner like, at all. You have her back late at night. Like you're the one to let her know, babe. You might need to leave this member alone and deal with it later. Like you're that go-to mm-hmm. person. Yep. But I, I understand because I mean Sunday dinners is under your responsibility because if she spends <laughs> for the Saints, like you got <laughs> Oh man. So the, the 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 Sunday tea, I'm I'm in charge of it, right? The Sunday tea. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right, ladies, come together. We gotta figure this out. <laughs> I'll be like I can't do this. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. No, yeah. So that that's why all the women I mess with are sinners. Not just playing. You have you could have a, a, a best uh best award show based on this conversation alone. You'd be like, yo, so I became the first man the other day. <laughs> and we gonna start kind of uh channeling these energies that come me and how these women make me feel as first ladies and I'm a part of their circle. Yeah, you could take that whole show on the road. You could have a sewing circle, YPWW. Can you picture, though, you know how they have all the pictures of the first ladies? (laughs) And then they would get to my ass. I'm the first dude. I'm like, I'd be like, nah, dude. They got my little portrait next to all these women. Like, I'm like, I couldn't do it. Nah, I'd say you was a trendsetter. Like you was a trendsetter. You know what though? I I'd, I'd be I'd be trying to be fly as hell though. If I let's say I do, <laughs> and see that's the first place the... you fly. That part you don't, have, you don't have to have a hat and all, but I mean, have your suit game on point. Yeah. Or whatever you gonna wear. Uh, that part. So, KJ, now you understand why I won't be no first lady because you don't want to be no. Wait a minute, lady. you a woman though? That's natural. <laughs> <laughs> It's a natural position. Just make sure you're not wearing those um, slim fitted uh, pants and stuff. We don't need the ladies being distracted. So. All right, no, make we sure don't. Definitely don't need that. Word, and not coming to see the first man. <laughs> Hilarious, Bobby. What's up? Bobby's in the house. Hey, Bobby. Now you would be a good first lady, though, Shannon. Come on hey, now. Angie, Angie, girl. Angie. Oh. oh, talking about yeah, that's first lady right there, Angie. Absolutely. Um. No, yeah, we're not gonna talk about what Shannon is. Like, uh, 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 uh. Mm-hmm. God didn't give me there. Um, but I like what you said about building with um someone. Now, with your um business, the venture of Newman's Hot Takes, and your inspirational coaching, um, empowerment-based philosophy of the three C's. What do you see as the turning point? Do you want to take this on the road? Do public speaking full time about, you know, the topics that matter to you? Like, what's the bigger picture? The bigger picture is to one day go on the road and speak to young, young, middle-aged, old people about empowering them to be great in life, um, be consistent, be confident in what they do, um, be committed to what they want to be. That is something that ultimately I would want to do long term. Now, granted, I think because there's so many life coaches out there and there's so many inspirational coaches out there, you kind of have to take your time and find your niche. 
Um, I've told people my biggest thing is I do not want to be looked at as a Derrick Jackson. Now, to the Derrick Jackson fans, mm-hmm. I'm not knocking him. I'm just saying I don't want to be looked in the role as a Derrick Jackson. When I look at my empowerment and my loving on black women, loving on black men, um, I still want us to be 100% honest with ourselves. Yeah. Um, sometimes there's an, there's an unbalance, and that's how I feel like with people with Derrick Jackson. Derrick talks about empowering women, but he does a lot of trashing black men at the same time. Um, I need us to be able to, yeah, I'm going to empower you, but you're also going to get where you need to work on and vice versa. Because um, empowerment is, is always good, but I think the biggest issue people have is if you don't have someone checking you, you're never going to know if you're wrong. True and that. I think that, that's one of the biggest issues, especially in the black community we have. Um, we want to sit there and tell this person, you're doing this wrong, you're doing this wrong, you're doing this wrong. And then when that person looks at you and say, well, you got to do the, nah, nah, we're not talking about me right now. And I see that every time there's a post about, a friend of mine put a post up saying that, and it hurt my heart when I went to the comments, that black men are not loved unless they have money. He put that post up. And as soon as he put it up there, the lady started chewing him up, talking about it's not true. And so I went to the main the main post, and the ladies was eating that post alive. That's not true. We not about money, but we don't want no broke nigga. We don't want. Okay, so so are we going to build our wealth together? Or you do, or do you already want me to be here with it already for you? Um, and if that's the case, that's fine. Because if you find a billionaire dude who got you, that's cool. Just what are the odds of us running into someone who's a billionaire? If we be honest, it's slim to none. Um. So you have to um, be willing to take the good with the bad. Yes, I love my black women, but sometimes you can be a little hard-headed and stubborn. Yes, I love my black men. Sometimes you don't want to listen and take instruction. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. You just got to you gotta understand you got to hear it. I mean, you got to take it the way it is. Because sometimes when, for example, Shannon, if I empower you so much and I tell you, you're the prize. You're the best thing in the world. No one can do anything without you. Everyone loves you. Da, 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 da. And I never tell you about none of your flaws. Mm. Every dude you get with and it falls through, you're not going to say nothing about yourself. That Mickey Ficky didn't know how to handle me. He didn't know that I was the gift. He didn't know how he was supposed to chase me properly. No, ma'am, you have a nasty attitude and you think you're entitled. Let's talk about it. And people don't want to have that, have that conversation. Um, and I'm not saying that that's all on black women, but when you look on social media, if you ask a black man, if black men will be honest with you, you look on social media because it used to bother me for the longest and I had to learn just because they're staying black men, it has nothing to do with me because I'm not doing it. But for black men, it can be disheartening when every time you're on social media, black men are dogs. Black men can't keep a job. Black men got all these baby moms. Black men can't be loyal. Who be cheating black men? Who be doing this black men? Who be doing is black men. I'm like, I, I know for a fact. I looked and I said, there's more than black people, black men in the world. The only difference, and I tell people the difference is black people like to air their laundry out. So everybody sees it. I tell people a lot, I have a lot of friends that are white who deals with baby daddy issues, people not paying child support. The difference is they don't air it out. Black people air everything out for the whole world to see. And then when the world decides to judge, we have an issue with it. But we air it out. As soon as you're ready to miss child support, 
this so-and-so ain't this, da 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 he not doing nothing for me, I need a better man in my life. Okay, ma'am, you got five kids from three different baby daddies. Make it make sense. They can't be the only problem. It's more to it than that. Listen now. Oh, I'm very. I mean, that's a whole. That's a whole nother. Like we could do just dating and mating and rules, rituals, and rights and responsibilities conversation. That could go for like months. We could talk about different topics within that. You, you know, I often talk about this. Like when we get together as a group and separate through gender, whether it's black men and black women. Uh, like a bunch of black men get together, a bunch of black women get together. My issue with that is always that atonement is rarely a part of it. Ooh, so it's hard. it's usually complaining about the other gender, it, you know, but it's never like, you know what, how can I be a better man or how can I be a better woman? It's always that's what they do. They do. The truth is we're both, both nobody's innocent, right? The truth be told, though, Kente, black men and women, we are so headstrong that we just, and it's an endearing quality about us, I believe. We're just not going to let you feel like you're getting over on us. You ain't about to leave this conversation saying it's all me. Nah, I'm about to put as much as I can put on you before we leave. And you don't really reach a resolution. Because mm-hmm. you can literally sit three guys down, three women down, and you can ask the guys, what do you feel about dating? Oh, I want her to be this, 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 and you gonna hit a black woman. Well, you need to do this in order for me to do that. You want me to be loyal, then you gotta do this. You want me to do this, you gotta do this. And the guy is looking like he literally just asked me, "What do I want in a woman?" Right. And I'm telling you what I want, but now you're saying I can't get that unless I do this. Right, right. So, I mean, and and I mean, relationships are give and take, but I think sometimes we get so caught up in taking that we forgot we forget to give. Yeah. Um, and I tell a lot of people, I feel like roles are reversing when it comes to dating. Um, a lot of women used to complain that men aren't very emotional. They're not in tune with their feelings. They don't really listen. And you're starting to notice a lot of black men are taking the time now to work on their emotional stability to be able to handle a woman properly. And I feel like the roles are now reversed because now our women, unfortunately, have gotten hurt and gotten played so much now that their hearts are hard. And they're like, in order for you to get here, you're going to have to come through with a bulldozer, some dynamite, some M4s. Like, you're going to have to blow everything away to get to my heart. And now guys are getting to the point, like, that is exhausting. I've told a lot of people, it is exhausting when you have to sit there and break through everything that you never did to this person to get to the inside of them. And I told, I've told people what can also mess that perspective up people forget not everybody grew up in an unhealthy relationship at home and people forget that i did not grow up in a household where i tell people i never heard my dad yell at my mom i never heard her yell at my dad i've never seen her raise her hands up at him i've never seen him raise his hands up at her i've never seen him sit there talking about screw you and call you out of your name i've never seen that Mm -hmm. so people don't realize if i've never seen that and I get with an individual that I'm interested in, and all she knows is that, what are the odds of us honestly going to stay together? Slim to none, because I'm not going to deal with that. And I think sometimes we forget that if a person hasn't been connected to a toxic relationship, they're not going to be willing to stand through a toxic relationship themselves. 
And that can be problematic because a lot of people, their favorite saying is, well, you got to love me for who I am and you got to show that you want to put in the work, which is true. You have to put in the work, but you can't want someone to deal. You can't, you can't expect someone to be your surgeon for stuff that you haven't taken care of prior to you getting in a relationship. That's right. That's a hundred percent right. Yeah. Um, it's man, I, I really love what you're doing, man. I think it's, uh, it's really good. And I love the fact that you are writing a book. I think that's very important part of everything is to have the visuals, but also the written word as well. And, um, this is, this your first book? This will be my first book. Wow. First book, um, it took me a year and a couple of months. I had some days where I threw it to the side and I was like, screw it. Um, but finally got everything down. It's going through his last few edits. Um, it should be hitting by the end of June. Oh, I'm wonderful. If I'm going to do just paperback or if I'm going to do paperback in Amazon as well. So I'm still trying to figure that out. But by the end of June, it should be out. Mm-hmm. Um, once again, it's called Black Women and Why I Love Them. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully this will not only empower adult women, it'll empower our daughters as well. Um, because people forget our our daughters go through a lot as they're going through school and going through life, and they need to be able to understand that black is beautiful and that they're not intimidating. Um, so I'm super super excited. Um, hopefully, it will blow up into something bigger. I definitely can see myself um, speaking to um, other people, and not just because a lot of people got caught up in the whole when I started doing my um, Wednesday videos on why I love black women. People got caught up in the whole. Well, Alan. Is this just for black women? And I've told people, anything I post online, all my thing is for everybody. I just know from my research, we don't give enough black women or black uh, men a platform to be appreciated. That's why I take the time out for Wednesdays to be dedicated to black women, Thursdays to be dedicated to black men. Monday, Tuesday, Friday, my poster for everybody. Everything is to inspire people. Um, It's just I understand the times we're living in you're seeing us being portrayed in a negative light too much. And that that has to change. Um, I understand that sales when it comes to music and entertainment, but it's becoming a cancer to us as a society. And people have to understand that. You can't just sit there and be like, oh, you have an attitude because you're angry all the time and you're not. Um, and then we gotta, we gotta love each other properly. That's another big thing too. We have to love each other properly. What does that look like? Loving each other properly? Yes. Oof. Um, just being open and honest with each other. Um, being willing to take the good and the bad. And don't get me wrong, I do believe our black women take the good and the bad better than anybody. Because a black woman will take you with four baby mamas and she'll still see your potential and be willing to help you get where you need to go. Um, I do feel like we as black women, black men might need to get better at that. But I also know it's because we have so many things that are hindering us that makes us not be willing to open up emotionally in that area. But I think that's where it comes, the circle of trust, the circle of love, the circle of security to be able to talk. Um, I think that's the biggest thing that my mom has helped helped me with. Um, I tell everybody, um, I, I ain't gonna lie, I'm a teddy bear. My feelings be on my shoulders. My mom had literally helped me understand that it is okay to be emotional. Don't shut your emotions off. Um, and I think a lot of people have to understand that. A lot of black men have to understand, like, just because you cried on me, 
just because you sit there and say you're sorry doesn't mean you weak. Sometimes you are a bigger person to apologize than to sit there and fight somebody about why they're wrong or why they're not wrong. And sometimes you just get like, you know what, babe, I made a mistake. What do we need to do to make it right? And it also starts in the household. Because, I mean, our parents did, did a number on us, when you think about it. A lot of stuff that we've dealt with with our parents has put us in predicaments that we're in and things that we've seen in relationships. Um, so all of that is put in perspective. Yeah, I, I've been accused of uh, not being very emotional at times. Um, a, woman, a, a girl I dated said it was like dating Michael Myers. <laughs> but uh, I've, I feel like in these last several years, I've you know, I've I've changed in that regard. So, you know, maybe a little and too much. Evolving. Like people got to realize you're always you're always evolving. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I mean, as much as people don't like, it's important to understand your love language and yeah. your personality type. Um, you got to understand that sometimes you can like somebody and you try to love on them and you loving on them wrong. Like her love language could be she wants words of affirmation and gifts, and you over here sitting here doing quality time and she looking at you like you need to get out of my face and then you talking about I don't understand I'm giving her everything she wants no you're not sir she doesn't like quality time stop it so wait a minute wait a minute my woman don't like quality time no I'm using that as oh okay I was about to say you may date somebody who doesn't there are some women that don't want quality time there's some women that don't um but you press one in the chat room if you want quality time I said, put one in the chat room, ladies, if you like quality time. Two, if you don't. That's like my next physical touch. Then my one and two. Like, yeah, give it to me. Give it to me. You don't like quality time, Kira? Oh, wow. Kira's like, yeah, we're dating, but don't look at me. Yeah. <laughs> if you got someone who doesn't like quality time, you may have to explain to them, like, babe, I like quality time. We may need to set a schedule where mm. I can get it out of you. Because you don't want to suffocate them either. I'm kind of like a cat. Hilarious. Ooh, I don't know if that's a good description. Cats are. It's not number one. I love you, but I'll do it on my own terms. Mm. So, conversation, I'm going to take a guess that was wrong. So, you're talking about the love languages, and for anyone that doesn't know, it's Gary Chapman, Five Love Languages, very popular book, very popular conversation. So, based on what you're saying and based on how you're presenting this, um, rock of who you are I would say and I'm just guess that you are probably someone that has a couple of languages um, but right. one of those yes but one of those is probably words of affirmation yes so speak to you yeah so mine are interchangeable which kind of confuses people so for me it's quality time words of affirmation and Yes, physical touch. Physical touch. Um, I'm a cuddler. That that's one of my big but my physical touch and words of affirmation flips. Like it's weird. Like I'll I'll probably be like physical touch for a couple of months and then it'll flip the switch and that's like my third one. But my three are interchangeable. <laughs> um okay. and words of affirmation is big for me. It's big for me because when I was younger I used to always beat myself down. And that's why it used to take me a while to do stuff. And that's why now I actually have a binder with messages that I, that I read to myself every day to reaffirm myself before I go about my day. 
and that's what helped me. So words of affirmation is a big thing for me. Because I, I, I'm an overthinker. I mean, I'm very critical of myself. So I can make the one mistake, and if I'm not careful, I don't put my head in a, uh, my psyche in a dumpster, and now I got to climb back out of it. Well, from my co-host, I, I told her many times I like words of affirmation. She don't listen. I've been waiting for some kind of word of affirmation for like how long has it been now? Four years? Well, let me see. Now, now you about to just ruin the surprise. Like, I was not going to do anything today because it's Memorial Day, but you were my next MCM for next Monday, and I was going to hold you up to the light and keep you there. Did you always talk about when you'll be talking about me? You know, I love you. You love me. You love me. Kiki, do you love me? That's yeah. Okay, I don't sound like that, but okay. (laughs) I've never sounded like that, but all right. If if we want to make the audience believe that, do I sound like I'm that'd be me? (laughs) Y'all know how hardcore I am, but uh, I chew glass. My job, we have been co hosting together since September of 2018, so I know you a little bit, bro. I do. you know, she also says that the time before she knew me was the dark ages. So uh, now, you know, now she's in the light now because she knows me and right. Life's been so much better. Actually, I shouldn't say that because since we've known each other, it was it's been a pandemic. So uh, <laughs> maybe I shouldn't say that. But um, it's not my fault. Uh, <laughs> Craziness. So. Final thoughts, because we want to wrap it up. We want to honor your time. We know you have to Oh, yeah. I'm like, like, yo, I'm about to have to hop in, change clothes, and head to work. Oh, right. yeah, that's right. Yeah. You got to go to work. So give us your five minutes, five-word spiel, if you could give your, you know, encouragement right now in vocal form to black women. What would you say? And then tell us how we can follow you on social media. Five words? Um, I mean, you can go to ten if you need to, but you no, 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 no. Five words of encouragement for Black women: um, You're loved. You're amazing. You're gorgeous. Your smile radiates upon a thousand moons. And there's nobody better than y'all. I know that was more than what was supposed to be said. I mean, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Stopping by Mars and Venus. Tell us how we can follow you on social media and how can we look out for your merchandise, your book, and all the things that have coming your way. Okay, well, like um, like you guys have noticed, mentioned, I just re- started a website. So on Instagram, you can follow me at Newman's Hot Takes. That's on Instagram and Facebook. Um, my website is Newman slash Hot Takes dot square dot site. Um, where you can purchase merchandise. There's actually quotes on there as well. There will be videos up as well. Um, but also my shirts are out there, which is one I'm wearing, Newman's Hot Takes. Um, there is another shirt that has been demanded to be created. I have a shirt that's coming out um, that is going to be called um, I Prefer My Chocolate in Human Form. Yeah. And that is actually um, in production now. So you can definitely pre-order um, if you go on the website put your size and everything like that. You'll be able to pre-order it. I'm working with that. Um, and what was else you said? I think that was it. So follow me on Instagram at Numa's Hot Takes and Facebook. Um, 
and looking forward to have you guys there and sharing in every new step that I take. That's what's up. No, I was saying that's what's up. And when your book comes out, we got to have you back on. And yeah, definitely. I'm definitely going to buy a book. So appreciate it. Appreciate it. Hopefully you guys enjoy it mm-hmm. so far. Everyone who's reviewed it so far is very excited. So I'm super excited to see how um, it impacts everybody when they get it. All right. Appreciate it, guys. All see right. You thank, you. thank you. Thank Let you. Thank you. Let me go watch these people clack. All right now. And you guys have a wonderful day, okay? All right. Bye. Bye. So I'll I'll say uh, Shannon for last. You can get me at Kente F on um, Twitter, Kente Ferguson on Instagram, and of course the website's indyradio.org, indy radio.org, and Shannon. Um, all of my platforms are the same: Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Shannon Ford, like the president; hyphen Jefferson, like the president. Um, on Sundays, um, in place of for right now, when I used to do Set Apart Woman on Get Vocal, I'm doing a Facebook Live promoting my book, um, Dismantling Daddy Dysfunctions, which comes out May of 2021. So catch me on Facebook anywhere between 8.30 and 10 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. I do about a 35, 40-minute live.